Hello, hello, and welcome to the Compliance Crosswalk Podcast, where we discuss the intersection between security, privacy, compliance, and risk management. My name is Blaze Wabo, your host, and I'm super excited about this session, for our April 2023 um, monthly recording. And today, joining me is a uh, good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Hasib Awan. And uh, today we'll be talking about protecting yourself from SIM swap attacks, security and privacy compliance for mobile phones. So, Hasib, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, uh, Blaze. How are you? Very good. Very good. I know you're in Puerto Rico, even though your background shows snowy mountains. How is the weather there? <laughs> Look like more like Oregon, but yeah, I live in Puerto Rico. Very good. Very good. I live in a beautiful Denver, Colorado. So my backyard looks just like your your background there on, on the on the yeah. recording. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, right, yeah. Well, I know last time we talked, you were in London or or in England in the Birmingham. So yeah. you're, you're you've been traveling a lot, um, and uh, good to see you home. Yeah, yeah, obviously, it's good to be back home. But yeah, um, I travel all the fun. Very good, very good, Hasib. Well, today we'll be discussing um, um, protecting yourself from uh, SIM swap attacks and the security and privacy compliance for the mobile phones, uh, you know, uh, division or industry. So, Hasib, why don't you tell us, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up in this uh, secure mobile services space? Uh, so, I didn't start the company as a, I want to start a company. You know, they say when life gives you lemon, you make a lemonade, right? So it means I was actually sim swapped four times. So I was kind of, uh, before that I was building a Bitcoin ATM. So we had like thousands of Bitcoin ATM and I was kind of just chilling in a way that Bitcoin did well. So I was saying, let's start a new company around banking. I was looking into exploring buying a bank. Like, you know, it looks pretty funny, but I said, why don't we create a crypto bank? Uh, it's around 2019. So my phone got sim swapped. So I knew about sim swapped a bit, but I wasn't sure about and the biggest thing I knew that I'm not the victim. I, I would never be a victim. Like I'm an ordinary person. No one knows me. I keep a very low profile, but my phone got hacked. So I made it recover. Uh, and then it happened four times. And let me go into more sim app. Sim swapping is basically someone walks into a store, impersonate you either online or in the store or bribe them, bribe the store person. And they transfer your number to them. And once they have your number, hackers have their number, they actually go into uh, your account, social media, Facebook, like, you know, bank accounts, steal all the money and, and basically ruin your life because now they have everything. They own your digital identity. They own your email. They own your uh, telephone number. Because telephone number is linked to everything. They will open companies based on your name. They will buy cars on your name because it's like an advanced form of uh, identity theft. So anyway, that's what we did. And uh, uh, so what happened to me was, luckily, I was able to get it faster. Within faster, I mean, it almost took me, I think, one or two days. Because I was exploring to them what is SimSwap. So you go to a carrier and say, man, I've been hacked. They say, okay, how did you get hacked? Oh, SimSwap. Oh, that does not, we don't know what that is, right? Like, how can that happen? So you have to spend like an hour with one guy. And they say, you know, okay, let me pass on to a different department. And then you have to spend like a few hours with them and you get like, you know, your shuttlecock between like, you know, being passed from the department just to tell them what happened. And then they will say, okay, you know, this person is having this issue. And before they even figure out your all money is gone, you know, 
And uh, so luckily in my case, uh, I already had enough protection in my game, but like for two days, he was contacting everyone who would call them. He will contact them and say, send me money, send me like, you know, uh, I'm in trouble. And you say, okay, man, this person is a legitimate number. I know Haseeb and uh, he needs the money and that's a pretty legitimate case, you know? So, uh, so that's happened to me four times. And I realized that right now, when you go into a cell phone offer, you only say, hey, you get a cell phone plan for like $50. You get a free iPhone, you get a free Netflix, you get all those things. I just needed one thing, that's security. I don't need Netflix. If I have to buy Netflix, I'll buy myself. I need a phone, I'll buy myself. I just need my phone to work whenever I want to make a call. I don't have to sleep with the fear that someone will hack into my phone. That's the only thing we serve. So I said, there's no company around it. So I built a company. I'm a telecom engineer. I built a for myself. And my friend says, I want to have it. Because I shared it with my friend. This is my weekend gig, right? Like I just was happy. People start buying it. Today, pretty much every major crypto exchange, hedge funds, or uh, family offices or clients. Like we work with Fortune 100 CEOs. We work with uh, lawyers, top lawyers, uh, some government departments and everything. And that's what we do. We just do that. We are a cell phone provider for important people. We don't give you Netflix. We don't give you uh, Hulu or like, you know, free devices. We don't bribe you by that thing. We just do one thing. So that was pretty much what we started off with. That's what we are doing right now, too. That's incredible, Haseeb. That's a great story as well. Well, it's that story because you were a victim of uh, identity theft through your phone number, uh, which is the definition of a SIM swap, SIM swap attack. Uh, but the good thing, as you mentioned, life gives you lemons and you make lemonades out of it. You took that opportunity and you created your company, uh, Ifani, that now provides secure mobile services to uh, to businesses. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, it was never intended to be uh, uh, a proper like you know company. Like uh, a lot of people do not know that we actually uh, only incorporated almost two hours, two years after we started the company. Because I never thought this would come. It was just like for me, it was more like a project that I was passionate about. I'm still passionate about it. Like we don't, uh, we only spend time on one thing, which is security, mobile security. And a lot of people say that, oh, you're competing with AT&T and Verizon. I say, okay, yeah, but we are not competing. We are just basically enjoying what we do. Um, and people want to pay for us for that. So for me, it's like a video game. Right, right. So along those lines, would you say a company like Verizon or um, TrackPhone or AT&T provides the same level of mobile security that your company, Fanny, does? Uh, no. So first of all, uh, I, I'll clarify that. Um, no, they don't. And I'll tell you, uh, every company have their own niche, right? Like everyone have a business of like, you know, that's what they do. That's what they're good at, right? If you go to Verizon, um, they are AT&T, T-Mobile. They're getting coverage. They are in coverage business. They have all the infrastructure. We cannot operate without them. So if T-Mobile says, Haseeb, you will not exist tomorrow, you will not exist tomorrow. The challenge with that is they are dealing with a wide variety of customer like someone who's a uh you know like who wants a cheaper plan for like ten dollar per month they're serving them someone who wants to transport uh you know iot device in the sim card they are doing so they are all the infrastructure builders so they're a mass market for they're like a walmart right we are not a walmart we are not like starbucks we are basically just a concierge service which a lot of people do not hear about it right so they don't do that and it's because that's not a business model their business model is not to uh, sell like, you know, uh, best secure service. Because that's not their business. Their model is to get you connected for the cheapest price possible. 
if you want the most cheapest service, you go there. Now, similarly, if you go to TrackPhone or like another other company that you see in Walmart, their goal is to provide you the best connectivity for your needs at the cheapest price. Now, we do not serve everyone. We are a very small niche. Like we cover maybe 2%, 5% of the market. You know, so we are a very small niche. It's like you you don't want to go to McDonald's and say, I want to have a best, uh, you know, beef burger, right? Or I want to have the best steak. You go there because you just want to fill full your belly, right? You're hungry. You want to have a quick bite. You go to McDonald's and let's get a Big Mac, you know? Um, but if you want to have a friend of the four and you want to say, let's enjoy our dinner, you go to a very fine restaurant. So we are that fine restaurant while they are for the masses. So absolutely no, they cannot, and they will not be able to. And it's not because they're not very equipped to. It's because that's not their business model. Haseeb, thank you for sharing again your story regarding your SIM swap attack um, an incident that happened and uh, how you started your company. Again, great, great story. Uh, thank you very much. Now, it makes me wonder, the average person will not give out their private information like their social security number, right? If you ask somebody, what's your social security number here in the United States at least, they, they will be hesitant to give that to you. But people are open to give you their phone numbers. They don't realize most companies that you call, whether you're calling your cable company or your, your internet company or your utility company, in most cases, they might authenticate you using your cell phone number. Even the bank sometimes might use your cell phone number to authenticate you, which means that your cell phone number should be considered private information as well. In your own opinion, Haseeb, why do you think um, um, the security and privacy in the mobile phone industry is not taken seriously by the average cell phone user? Um, I think I think this is not like just related to cell phone security. This is in general. If you look at cybersecurity, talk about like I was just onboarding my family members on using you authenticator keys, and they said, "Why do I need this hardware keys to set up on my email?" I said, "You need it because that's required." But I say, oh, "Oh, I never heard about like why would they come after me?" You know, and I said because they are criminals and they will come after everyone they can find. So. Generally, education on cybersecurity is very low. Uh, and other part is when you install like a door on your house or you put a lock, we are trained that you need to lock your door. But because internet is now getting to like, if you look at online banking and crypto and everything, this is like a very new trend. It has only been like 10 years or 15 years that we actually start using when most of the world, PayPal of the world. Like I know they're old company, but I'm just talking about like how they start getting a lot of attraction. So the challenge is that people are not used to how to secure this. You know, like people talk about putting a, a, a code. Like I was talking to someone, Chase Bank does not even have a two-factor authentication on their app. So you need to use like SMS, but they don't have anything beyond SMS. So banks have not caught on to that. You go to IRS, they have not caught to that because generally people do not even believe that's an issue. And because it never happened to someone they knew sometimes, and uh, so that's so it's getting awareness is becoming bigger and bigger but overall first of all people get very confused like you know it's very difficult to set up a password password manager they say oh i need to remember those passwords and the second is general education so uh, that's the job of everyone you including me 
is to just educate not on SIMSA, but overall cybersecurity posture. Thank you, Asim. No, that makes total sense. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the fact that cybersecurity is all our responsibility and uh, SIM, SIM swap attacks is just an example, right? But uh, the, the same logic applies across the board. I particularly like the fact that you mentioned education. Um, so security awareness needs to be on the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, so along those lines, in your opinion, Haseeb, what can the industry at large do to have more security and privacy spotlight and awareness on SIM swap attacks? Um, I think it ha generally has to come from everyone, right? Like it's uh, like everyone who's working in password manager, everything. Like the least we can do is to inform our family members to install a password manager, you know, like set up a UB key or something, you know, like change your password. Like I, like my dad, he wants to write password on the phone, like in a paper. I, I tell him, don't do that, right? And I'm now transitioning him out to that. But people have to realize, like, you know, I was just talking to my family member and they were saying that, uh, they got scammed by calling someone that, hey, send us gift cards. You know, like we need to talk more about this. Like, you know, don't fall. These are all scammers. The challenge with the, all the scams is that even you educate people so much, they still uh, fall for it because the people who are calling or people who are doing scams, they are so used to how to scam people. So I'll give you an example. Like on our Bitcoin ATM, we had a big notice that do not send Bitcoin to people you don't know. And people are scamming you. Like this was a big notice. If anyone asks you for Bitcoin and you don't know, they're scamming you. And people will still send it to them. And they will say, no, no, I sent it to the right person. And we tell them that, hey, don't do that. And they'll still do it. And they'll say, you know, like, uh, you know, like uh, we can't stop them. And after five days, they say, embarrassed that the person ran away. Oh, can you get us back? I said, we, we told you like this is a scam, but we don't hear about this all the time. So to summarize is that it's just about education and talking about smaller problems. A lot of times in cybersecurity, what happens is we make it so complicated that every person will just say, oh, this is too complicated. Like we talk about zero trust, we talk about like DNS filtering, we talk about like setting up firewall, like, you know, make it so complicated that it's uh, for average consumer, they just think it's too complicated. Just break it down to simple thing. Can we promise everyone to use a password manager and two factor? It's a simple start. And then we go from this. I couldn't agree with you more. Education has to be the forefront of everything that we do. And I think it's our responsibility as uh, cybersecurity professionals to ensure that we are talking about SIM swap attacks and the fact that it is real. Matter of fact, as you were sharing your story, I remembered one of the executives at our company. Um, I think that his phone got, um, he got a SIM swap attack through his phone because a lot of other employees at the firm were getting text messages from him that were not really from him. I'm mentioning the fact that a payment needs to be made for an invoice and things along those lines. Um, and so that seems to have been a SIM swap attack. And I, re I recall it's happened to us at an executive at our company. And I'm lucky that um, he was able to communicate properly to everyone and, and nothing malicious happened in that particular instance. But this happens all the time, as you mentioned, Haseeb. And uh, again, thanks for sharing your story. As we close out this segment for today and, and for our podcast um, audience here, as the CEO of Ifani, uh, which is a company that focuses on security um, from, from cell phone, mobile um, devices, 
what is your top priority in 2023 and beyond? Uh, personally, like uh, I just believe is that as a company, we we operate different than any cybersecurity company. We operate a very profitable business. Like you know, we don't have any goals to do that. Let's go to like a unicorn tomorrow. We just say, can we secure one other extra person today? Can we save someone from being hacked today? That's pretty much what our goal is. So as stupid as it looks like, but we do not have any sales goals this year. Uh, we do not have any goals of we need to go to this valuation and everything. We don't have a valuation, right? We just enjoy what we do. And uh, one thing I personally is that if we are able to survive as a cybersecurity company, our goal is to not get hacked. So can 2023 be an year where we keep ourselves secure, but also our, our customers can, uh, secure too? And just to uh, just to share the message of cybersecurity, and we just say this all the time, Ifani is not for you because Ifani serves a very specific clientage. We only work with high-profile and high-risk people. Average person is not a high-risk. But they can do a lot of things that they can do without Ifani as well. So like putting up a two-factor password manager is free. You know, putting up a hardware key is almost free, right? Like, you know, it's like few, like maybe $20, $30. Putting up like a Google Authenticator or like Authy is free. Please do that. Spend like half an hour of cybersecurity so you can be not be a victim. Because the challenge is that if those people get victim, hackers get money. And we're empowering them. So now they have more resources to hack other people. Well, Hasib, thank you very much for your time today. For our audience and listeners, today we covered protecting yourself from SIM swap attacks. Uh, we looked at the definition of what a SIM swap attack is. Hasib shared his story on how he was a victim of this identity theft and uh, how it led into him starting his company. And uh, we discussed what the industry at large can do uh, in order to make people more aware and have the spotlight on the sort of, uh, of, of attacks, of cybersecurity attacks as well. And then uh, Hasib wrapped up by talking about the top priorities for his firm in 2023, which is simple. Secure everybody's private information one person at a time. Thank you very much, Hasib. Thank you for our audience for joining us today. I'm looking forward to our May session next month. Thank you. Thank you, Blaze.